Howdy, boys and girls, and welcome back to the first really, really big weekend of the 2018 college football season. I believe this is the fifth weekend, the fifth weekend. It is. Um, which, which means this is the fifth um, uh, edition of the Carla and Crappy Show for 2018. Hi, Carla. How are you hey. doing? I'm okay. Maybe maybe we'll finally get the hang of this thing now, or five weeks in? Uh, five weeks in, several years in, I, maybe. Whatever. Who knows? I know. We've got plenty of time. Um, do you appear to be dressed for a, a, a whiteout? Is that, is that I am. I am dressed for a whiteout. Um, got, the, got, the, got the victory beads on and, uh, and a white t-shirt. So, yes, I am fully oh, ready for, okay. a, uh, for a whiteout. And I okay. see you are um, not dressed for a whiteout. I was I was just I was reminiscing about the last year's Ohio State Penn State game and that, and that ungodly comeback. Um, but uh, you know we that's that's a game that we can we can maybe mention towards the maybe? end of the show. Maybe I have a couple thoughts. Okay, I, I might I might have something as well. Um, to start with, of course, uh, before we look ahead, we look back. Uh, do you have a do you have a, 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 a just one thing from 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 last weekend? There's so many things that could be the one big thing from last week. I, I know there was a, there was a ton of stuff <laughs> last weekend, <laughs> right? I mean, you could talk about the fact that all Oregon take a knee. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that could be that could be a thing, but we're going to talk about Stanford in a bit, so I'll I'll, I'll save that. We could talk about um, Nebraska being ugh, nothing, and even the Wendy's Twitter account getting in on that. Um, did, did <sighs> be patient, that? Nebraska fans. It's yeah, going to yeah. turn out okay. Just, good, Scott Frost is a good coach, and it's yes. just a shame that his last name, you had a Y to the end, and it's a frozen a frozen treat from Wendy's, um, which they took great liberty to. So kudos to the Wendy's Twitter <laughs> account. That was awesome. Um, I'm sorry, Nebraska fans. That was, you know, hang in there. It's going to be okay. Um, yeah, but I think the biggest thing is something that's actually, it's, it's kind of a trend um, because the, the, the top three teams in the country did what they were supposed to, and they won. Um, Alabama, Clemson, and uh, Georgia. Um, but there's a trend this year, something that, that I think is kind of baffling to a lot of like football traditionalists, and I'm using air quotes for those of you listening in, in to the podcast right now. Um, two quarterbacks. This is a really rare thing that you have three, the top three teams in the country are using a regular rotation of two quarterbacks and finding really strong success. Um, that's also true with a team we're going to talk about this week, which is Notre Dame. Um, and it's no longer true at Clemson, which is why my one big thing is actually something that happened today, um, which is the fact that um, Trevor Lawrence has been named the starter for this week. And so Kelly Bryant has said, as of just a couple of hours ago, that he is out the door. He is, trans he is transferring from Clemson. And it's just an interesting thing that like you have these, these teams that have two quarterbacks. Um, it's working in Alabama. It's working at Georgia, although both of those are a little bit different circumstances. But this is a weird thing that we're seeing this year. But you have to wonder, with the way the transfer rules are um, and, and, the, and the way quarterbacks play now and, and the more physicality that, that is happening, um, is this a strategy for success? So far, it's working for Alabama and Georgia. It did work for Clemson. We'll find out what's going on with Notre Dame. Um, but I... I like it. I, I think it's I think it's good to have a backup quarterback. I'm interested. I mean, you kind of lived that scenario what two years ago at, at Ohio State, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and to an extent, um, we, we still are, uh, and, and that's yeah. has largely to do with the with the um, with the competition so far this season. But but Tate Martell has been playing a lot, um, mm -hmm. and you know, very different style than Dwayne Haskins. But it's 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 fun to watch, and I can I can imagine. Scenarios where um, Tate Martell comes in a game that's a little bit tighter than than say a game against Tulane, and 
you know, uh, there, that's enough of a curveball for opposing defenses that 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 could work to to Ohio State's advantage. I did notice, um, and this is this is not my one thing, but but since you you mentioned this, as I was researching stuff for the show today, there is already speculation. I had not seen this before. There is speculation about where Jalen Hurts is going to transfer to uh, from Alabama this year. I don't right. think there's been anything about Jalen Hurts saying, "Hey, I'm 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 out of here." Um, but that that is that is already a discussion, which I'm sure is going to make Nick Saban very very happy to have to start answering those questions. Again. Of course, yeah. So so to tie my one big thing all together, yes. um, Kelly Bryant going to Nebraska. That would be interesting. It would. That would be really interesting, and I don't think Ohio State has to play Nebraska next year, so fine. I'm, I'm yeah. totally Kelly Bryant, go to Nebraska. It's a good fit. You've got a good coach, and they've got a team that could really use some help. Or Jalen Hurts. You know, you could do that too. So um, whichever, one or the other, uh, go help, help out the Cornhuskers and get a free Frosty maybe while you're out there. <laughs> um, what was your thing? My, my, I mean, my one, I actually have one and a half things. Um, one that was only, only marginally related to college football, and by that I mean not at all. Um, I was just in looking back at next uh, last weekend. I was uh, a I, I was wrong about almost everything that we talked about yeah. last weekend. But it was it was kind of nice. I, and and I'm uh, as the as the traditionalist that I am, um, I, it, especially with Michigan State. I, I think uh, it, I, I was refreshed to see Sparty play like Sparty should play. Mm -hmm. um, and that was maybe that's something that I, I should have made more clear when we were talking about uh, uh, Michigan State visiting Indiana. That it, if Michigan State plays up to its potential, if they if they play like they should, that that should be a game that they win. Um, I think they clearly established themselves to be the team we thought they might be. I, I don't. I don't. They're they're not on the level of Penn State and Ohio State in the Big Ten East. Um, but it, that is still a very good team. Um, and, and certainly, you know, if from if I'm if I'm being pragmatic, um, that you know, beating them down the line helps uh, helps my cause, um, not only with the win but with strength schedule and, and all of that other fun stuff. The other thing, the other thing, uh -huh. the half thing, I I realized, and this was this is not really on the weekend. This was more on Thursday night after we taped last week, but maybe watching. Sunday football might be sort of entertaining again. That is true. I need to. I need to give you a cheers. I thank you. I I I don't. I'm not. I'm trying. I, I've I've been burned by this so many times since 1999. Um, <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not ready to go out and you know and and buy Baker Mayfield jerseys. Um, but I did on the on the basis of last week last week's game alone. I got Cleveland Brown socks. This okay. is a, and this is a huge step for me. This is a really, really big step for me. So, but did you drink? A, but did you drink a Bud Light? I, hell no, I didn't. <laughs> I had I had a six pack of um, uh, Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald that I, I drank while I was watching that game on Thursday. So, yes, no, 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 please, no Bud Light. Can we just let's put that away? Let's, yeah. No, let's... no. Cheers, cheers to your Browns, and, you. and 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 I can say that as a Steelers fan because God, they looked abysmal last night in that win. Um, it, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be a long season. Um, we will see. We will see. Yeah. Right now, right now, um, the uh, Steelers and the Browns are tied in the the depths of the AFC <laughs> North. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing ever. Um, yes, it is. But 
there is there is a there is a literal crap ton of a good college football this weekend. So let's stop, stop, stop talking about the NFL. Uh, we're going to start with AJ. We actually had too many games to talk about, so we said, AJ, please help us out with these two West Coast games. AJ, um, as he always does, uh, jumped in and he's going to handle two huge games huge. and his his traditional Pac-12 after dark slot. AJ, go. Hey there, sports fans. It's your buddy AJ. It's time for the Pac-12 After Dark Report, uh, mostly because uh, there's some good games this week, specifically good games this week that you should definitely be watching. Uh, but we're, I'm going to start on Friday, and by starting on Friday, I mean do not watch UCLA Colorado. Please don't watch that game. Uh, that game's going to be terrible. Um, UCLA is not good. Uh, Chip Kelly has not brought any sort of fancy offense to them. He left it all in Oregon about five, seven years ago. Um, <clears throat> they're very bad. And uh, as long as they continue to be this bad, it's just not happening for, for UCLA. Uh, so let's skip to Saturday. And we're going to start at noon with a game that I can't understand why it's at noon other than maybe spreading out the content. Um, that's really all I can figure out. Uh, it's WVU at Texas Tech. Why make them play that game at, at noon? Nobody wants to be in daylight Lubbock. Give me nighttime Lubbock. I want it to be weird. This should, this should be weird and fun. And it would be an incredible game if it were like the 7 p.m. slot or even like the 3.30 slot. Um, let's let it get weird. Uh, don't, don't, let's get weird. Let's get fun. Let's throw for like 700 points. It'll be great. Uh, this game should not be at noon. It should be like 3.30. But it's at noon, so you should watch it. Do not watch anything from 2 to 6 o'clock. That entire slate is awful. Don't don't bother. It's going to be nice this weekend. Go outside, have a cider, find some sort of fall festival. Literally find anything and, uh, and go do that. So uh, don't don't watch anything from 2 to 6. But at 7, at 7, we're back because it's Mountain West time. CBS Sports Network, 7 p.m., Boise State, Wyoming. I will always put on for Mountain West football. Uh, Boise State got bumped. <laughs> they got absolutely bumped by Oklahoma State. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Uh, Wyoming, in their first year without Josh Allen, uh, has been okay. They haven't been that bad, but this game is in Laramie, so the jerseys will be brown. Uh, the Murder Smurfs will be out in their full blues, and this should be a super fun game in a stadium that holds like 4,000 people. So you should watch that game uh, just because it's fun. Uh, but flip back and forth, 730, uh, BYU-Washington. <clears throat> Do you guys, did you guys watch the Wisconsin game? Because there's a running back from BYU who you should be paying attention to, and BYU played at a normal time, so you might have seen him. His name is Squally Canada, and he is awesome. Uh, Squally Canada is amazing. He is a bowling ball running back. Um, super fun to watch. He is capable of breaking tackles and and taking, taking at the distance pretty much every single play. You should watch that game. Him versus the Washington uh, defensive line is going to be super fun to watch. Uh, I'm super excited for that game. So let's talk about the best game, the 1030 game, the, co the correct and complete Pac-12 game. Pac-12 after dark is here. It's Oregon Cal. This is three-base Pac-12 football. This is its purest and uncut form. It is stupid football. Oregon is going to Cal. They're going to throw for 400,000 yards. Uh, 
Oregon lost a heartbreaker. They should have won that game. They didn't. They had a lot of boneheaded mistakes. Uh, so I have a feeling they're going to want to take some of that out on Cal. Uh, Cal has actually played, played fairly well this year. They beat UNC, but who hasn't? Am I right? <laughs> Sorry, Pitt. Um, <clears throat> so you've got Oregon and Cal. They are uh, two very offense-forward teams. Uh, Justin Herbert from Oregon is incredible, and you should watch him at all opportunities, especially this game. Uh, this game is going to go to like 2.30 in the morning because both teams are going to throw 45,000 times. So, uh, you know, drink some coffee, stay up late, uh, and watch that game. And finally, it's 10.30 as well. Uh, it's USC-Arizona. And you should only watch this game if you want to watch two coaches who have no idea what to do with their quarterbacks try yet again to figure it out. Uh, this has been your Pac-12 After Dark Report. I'm your buddy, AJ. Stay up late with me. See you tonight. Thank you, Dr. Kuftik. Um, uh, we're a long way from being done because we're, we're going <laughs> to kind of speed round three games because obviously, I mean, we've, we've hinted about this a lot, but we want to spend election time on Ohio State, Penn State because that's what we do here. Um, but but, there, but there, 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 there are three more games. Yeah. That we and, and probably more that we're missing. I don't. I don't. Uh, you want to look at the schedule at this point. Um, but there are three more that we wanted to touch on because there, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, and we're going to start with. We're going to start you off at noon. Uh, number twelve, West Virginia at number twenty-five, Texas Tech. Uh, WVU is favored by three and a half, which is the typical, as we've mentioned in the past couple weeks, typical just kind of home field advantage right there, and that's about it. Um, the fun note on this one, and over under, I found one book that said 77. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this one briefly? Okay, first of all, take the over. Um, because yeah, these, are two, so. these are two teams that, um, that like to play offense. I, I was talking to some of my kids in class this week because I have a bunch of sports writers in one of my classes. And I said, um, yeah, this is the defense optional bowl. Um, <laughs> because it, it, it's going to be one heck of a shootout. My couple of notes on this game. Will Greer is playing like a man possessed right now. Um, and I think he has legitimate reason to because he he and his team believe that they can make the playoff. And after watching them the first couple of weeks, I'm in. If 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 West Virginia can can win the Big 12, I think they've got a shot to get into the playoffs. So they are – I mean, that's the reason why Will Greer came back this season was to go do something big with this team. And I think they have the potential to do that. Texas Tech stunned everybody last week by – Kind of knocking the socks off of Oklahoma State, um, so and and this is and this is a Texas Tech team that also beat Houston, which I mean, yeah, it's Houston, but it, I mean, Houston's a good football team. Um, so Texas Tech has a couple of really nice wins. The key in this game comes down to defense, and which defense is better, which is a crazy thing to say in an offensive shootout. But um, Texas Tech shut out Ohio, or shut out um, or Oklahoma State last week in the second half, but overall the West Virginia defense has been much more consistent. So even though the ESPN GameCast says it's a 66.4%, and this is on Wednesday night, 66.4% that Texas Tech wins this game, Mountaineers wrong. win. <laughs> that is so wrong. And and it's and it's Will Greer. I mean, if if you are if you're a big ten, if you're like old school Big Ten fan and um you you enjoy watching defensive performances, as I as I do, as I do. Um, just don't, just don't watch this. You're, you're, you're gonna, uh, you're, you're gonna have heartburn. You're gonna need a, a whole <laughs> bottle of Tums uh, and, and maybe a couple strong drinks. Uh, there will be no defense in this game, um, and, or if, if as, as you referenced, if there's just a little defense on the part of one team. And, and I think WVU has the advantage there 
um, that's that's going to help out a whole bunch. But uh, uh, Will Greer, um, here I had I have his um, for September uh, completion uh, 100, just 1100 uh, over 1100 yards passing uh, completion percentage of 75 percent, uh, 14 touchdowns versus three picks. Um, quarterback rating for the month of a 215.8. It's just it, those those are silly numbers. Those are yeah. silly silly numbers. And and while Texas Tech uh, can can hang with that 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 offensive pace for a bit, um, I think if if uh, the Mountaineers throw up enough speed bumps on defense, um, this is a win for them. Our next speed round game, uh-huh. the Karma Bowl. <laughs> Florida like at number 23, Mississippi State. Uh, this is at 6 p.m. Mississippi State is favored by seven. And no, the under under over under is nowhere near 77 points. I didn't put it up, but what it is, but I'm gonna guess it's more like uh, 20. Right. Yeah, this could be a very low scoring. <laughs> this could be a very low scoring affair. But the reason why this we're talking about this game is yes, Mississippi State is ranked. Um but obviously the connection here is this is the first time that Dan Mullen is returning to Starkville. Um, yes. and, and I will go on the record and say that hi, Braden, uh, Braden golf friend of the show said a couple of weeks ago that he thought this was the most intriguing matchup of the entire year in the sec. Tough um, Tough simply because of, you know, how is Dan Mullen going to be received? You know what the, the other than the sharing a head coach, you know what these other, these teams also have in common this year. I, I have a, I have a guess. Losses I, I, to Kentucky. I was. I, I wrote down in my notes, or we could call this a karma bowl, or maybe we can call it the basketball bowl. The basketball bowl, or the because, oops, we lost the Kentucky bowl. Because Kentucky usually wins those things, right? And well, and then my and my husband made the statement about the difference between these two teams is that Mississippi State is used to losing to Kentucky. Um, hey. he's, he, I know he's he's also a Florida grad, so I'm, I'm caveating that. Um, and and he had <laughs> he had fun last week at Braden's expense during the Florida Tennessee game. Um, <laughs> But so here's the thing: the Florida defense is giving up almost as many yards as it gains. That's never a good thing. Um, we are concerned continually about the Florida offense because, yes, they looked good last week about Tennessee, but a lot of that was Tennessee shooting itself in the foot. Um, Five turnovers, six. Yeah, six turnovers. Six turnovers. We changed the channel after the sixth turnover to go watch Stanford, <laughs> Oregon. Um, so that's how bad that game got. Um, Mississippi State defense is solid. In fact, they're better than solid. They rank eighth nationally. Yep. Um, all of that, as long as Mississippi State can stay disciplined, because last week they didn't. Um, they had four unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Um, that's something to be concerned about if you're if you're a Bulldogs fan. Um, they need to. This is going to be a highly charged emotional game. You cannot let that go to your head. As long as Mississippi State stays disciplined in this game, they beat their former head coach at home. That, and that's and and you make a great point because this uh, I I would uh, I, I would look at this and think um, because of the situation um, because of the change in head coaches that that this will be a a, a pretty fired up Mississippi Bulldogs team um, and yeah. if, if they are able to to harness that a little bit um, and, and and play with some discipline that that's going to be a huge advantage play that and all the, the damn cowbells. Um, no, but and and, yeah. and you made. I, I think Mississippi State has has an edge in in consistent offensive numbers. Um, uh, perhaps not in scoring, but this is a team that, that moves the ball fairly well. Um, and 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 then with a defensive edge uh, against the Florida team that is just that is wildly inconsistent. Um, this is a win at home for the Bulldogs. Um, our our third speed round game. 
Uh, and this, this is a, a huge matchup. Number seven, Stanford at number eight, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is favored by five and a half points. What do you got? I, can we call this upset the apple cart weekend? Sure. Sure. Because cause I can, I'm going to go, can I let you in on a secret? Yeah. I don't think Notre Dame is that good. Oh, see, I had that in my notes. Damn uh, it. I, 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 Notre Dame. Okay, so <laughs> who is Notre Dame? Okay, Notre Dame had beat a Michigan team that we are very skeptical on, that we haven't seen and, play anybody legitimately. And, I, and I, I get the sense if they played that now, there would be a different result for the game. It's, yeah, it's quite possible. Um, Michigan's starting to find itself, but we have a Notre Dame team here that almost lost to Vandy, um, that only beat Ball State by a, by a possession, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and is struggling with two quarterbacks right now. Um, they're in the two-quarterback system, so they, st- they, um, they started Ian Book last week. Um, and will Brandon Winbush play, or will Ian Book play? Nobody's going to say. It's the typical Brian Kelly just kind of pushing everything off. It's what the heck is going on in, in, in South Bend? No idea. Um, Stanford stole a win last week from Oregon, and and I mean, I mean they did. I, all Oregon had to do was take two knees and punt the ball, and they would have won that football game. And instead, they decided to try to close it out with a first down. And what were you thinking? Um, losing the game in overtime. Oh my gosh, what a mess that was. Um, Stanford's riding high because they just won a game that they shouldn't have won. They stole a game from out from underneath the Ducks. Um, and they've got Bryce Love, and we've got a Notre Dame defense that is 62nd in rush defense. Right. Go tree. Tree wins. Go tree. I, uh, the, the, the reason this, this game is a huge, huge deal um, is, is Notre Dame's schedule. Um, when, yeah. you, when we looked at the beginning of the season, um, you know, beyond this game, you see Virginia Tech, you see Florida State, you see USC, and you're like, okay, that's, that's a rough schedule. But if you think back to results recent and, and, and just so far in the season, Virginia Tech, Florida State, USC, they are not right. what we would have expected at the beginning of the year. We should have raised a glass to Old Dominion earlier this year. <laughs> really? That should have been my one big thing. Really? Cheers to Old Dominion. Um, I, 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 if Notre Dame wins this game, there is an excellent chance that they run the table. And if they run the table – even with a schedule that that, that kind of looks weaker by by each passing week, um, there don't don't kid yourself. They will be in the playoff. Yeah. Um, because because they are Notre Dame, um, and that's and and as we've talked in the show over the years, uh, a name school like that, all, all other things being equal, a name school like that is gonna is going to get the nod every single time. Yep. Um, whether or not they deserve to be there, however. Um, I, I think there's a there's an excellent chance that that the tree uh, upsets this game. In fact, I, I would be I would be completely confident uh, that Stanford wins this game. Had it not been for the fact that um, uh, the Stanford's rushing game is a little shaky, um, which is an odd thing to say when Bryce Love is your tailback because he's actually he's really good. I know that there were, I read a couple things about uh, the offensive line of Stanford saying, okay, we're we're gonna, we got to tweak some stuff and it's going to get better. Um, this would be a good week for that to happen, and I, and I think it could happen because Notre Dame's defense is not um, is not what uh, I, I had been led to believe. Um, so, I, I think uh, this is this is a tough game, particularly because it's on the road. But um, I'm going to go ahead and, and go with you, and um, because because as I just heard somewhere, 
Dr. Hayden isn't actually as good as, as you, you think they are. Um, tree wins this game. Tree wins this game. Okay. Um, That's it, right? We're done? Almost. Almost. <laughs> Except for number four, Ohio State. At number <laughs> seven, Penn State. Uh, this game happens at 730. Uh, Ohio State is favored by the, uh, the uh, aforementioned three and a half points. Um, and and worth worth noting for a Big Ten game, um, the over unders is uh, hovering at about seventy one, which which actually feels it's a weird thing to say about a Big Ten game, but it but it actually feels about right. Um, I'm gonna let you go first. You're gonna let me go first, okay? Yeah. Because and and you're right. What you're saying about the um, over under, um, even though I don't think I think in this I think this is actually a take the under game. Um, but the reason why that the, the over under is that high is because we're fit that you have the top two scoring defenses or scoring offenses, excuse me, yes. the top two scoring yes. offenses in the country facing up off against each other. Penn State is actually number one at the moment. Um, so if you look at this game on paper, and I'm saying this, I, I'm putting my fan hat on for one of the rare times this season that I don't ever put the, the you're looking the at it, on, there's paper. For those of you listening, Crappy is holding up blank paper at the moment. Um, yeah, there you hear it. Okay. Um, if you look at this game on paper as a Penn State fan, everything says Ohio State wins this game. You're, Penn State you're has playing right into my plan. <laughs> Penn Penn State has done what it did last year in 2017, which was the most obnoxious thing ever, and that is get off to slow starts. Every single game this season that has been way too close for comfort in the first half. And then in every game, except for the game against Appy State, they pulled away in the second half. That is a really dangerous strategy against an Ohio State team that, as you've said a couple of times, is probably one of the better offenses that the Buckeyes have put out on the field in a long time. Yeah. And it's hard to argue that after watching them against TCU and, and you know in other games this season. Um, that is something to have some serious concern about. I mean, heck, it was 21-17 at the half last week against Illinois. Illinois took the lead at one point in that game, and I actually tweeted that do we have a pack, do we have a Big Ten after dark happening <laughs> yes. in Champaign? Yes, we did. Um, and I was thinking, he was like, oh, I got to go to bed. I want to stay up and watch this, though. Right, I, and I wanted to go to bed, too, but I couldn't because <laughs> right. the game was too close. And then finally they, they pulled away in the fourth quarter. That is not a winning strategy against the Buckeyes. Penn State's offensive line, better than it's been in a long time. Mm -hmm. Has a rush game, um, has has freed up Miles Sanders quite nicely. I mean, heck, he rushed for 200 yards last week in a game that, heck, was that close in the third quarter. Um, the biggest question, and it's probably the most formidable offensive line that, that the Ohio State defense has faced this year. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you can make that argument. The big question for, for Penn State in the trenches is whether or not linebacker U is back. And that's something that, I mean, it's weird watching as a Penn State fan, the fact that the linebacking core is not as strong as it usually is. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a defense that has some holes and that have been exploited. And I think you can, you can argue that because of the way the teams that are, that are inferior in talent have been able to manipulate this Nittany Lions defense in the first half to be able to stay, you know, close or even too close in the case of Appy State. Um, 
late into these games. Penn State is only 35th in scoring defense and 45th in total defense going up against an Ohio State team that ranks in the top 30 in both of those things. That's not a good situation. Ohio State's quarterback obviously is just ridiculous. Dwayne Haskins, I'll let you talk about him, but number six passing offense in the country causes concern if you're looking at this at this Penn State secondary that obviously has given up some pretty decent pass plays later this year. Like I said, everything points to an Ohio State win, which is exactly why I'm picking Penn State. Oh, because hey, because Go ahead. Go ahead. all I have to do is mention the word whiteout. You've been at a whiteout. You know what that environment is like. You've been to two whiteouts. Heck, the Penn State Creamery came out with an ice cream called whiteout this week in honor of this. The last time- What, what flavor was that? Would it just be vanilla? It's vanilla, yes. <laughs> um, the last time that Ohio State played at Beaver Stadium in a whiteout, need I re- need I mention number two Ohio State entering into Beaver Stadium and a 24-21 win by, by the Nittany Lions, which propelled them to a Big Ten championship later in the year. Everything in that game two years ago said that Ohio State was going to win that game, and Penn State won that game with a field goal at the end. Same thing is going to happen this year. In fact, I would even beg to argue that it's going to be the exact same score as it was in 2016. I'm going to go 24-21 for a second time for my Nittany Lions. Hmm. It's, it, it's, it's, it, it's really funny that you started out the way you did. Um, because I, as I, I've, I've talked with, uh, with the Penn State people I work with for this week, it, it seems like the whole conversation is probably just trying to be polite and, and not veer off into, into really serious trash talking. But it seems like we're spending a lot of time talking about why our respective teams are going to lose rather than mm-hmm. why we think our teams are going to win. Um, which is and, and and I can come I can come up with with many 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 good reasons why Ohio State could lose this game. Um, you know, it, it's it, we're we're playing the only other team in the country that scores more than Ohio State does. Yep. Um, we're, and we're lining up at, with with an offense, or we're lining up against that offense with a linebacking core that's it's it's a not your your typical Ohio State linebackers. Um, it, your our our defensive line, our, we're missing we're missing our best player. Period. Nikki Bosa. Boom. Best player. Uh, on the defensive line, um, and, and and I think a, a, a huge thing in this game, um, as good as Dwayne Haskins has been, uh, experience at quarterback yeah. matters a lot. I mean, we yeah. we saw that with Wisconsin um, a, a week ago. Yeah, that's true. Uh, with uh, with, with Alex, Alex Hornibrook in a, a really really tough game against Iowa, um, and he you know he he didn't single handedly win that game for him. But but man, having an experienced quarterback in a tough environment like that works. Trace McSorley I, is, is probably the best quarterback in the league, um, and he, he actually doesn't have to face a tough environment. He has to face a tough team. But um, playing at home in this game that's that is a huge advantage. Um, it is, especially in a then, whiteout. And then environment, yeah, it, environment. Um, Dwayne Haskins uh, has been lights out, um, but he has not. As a starter, he has not seen anything like this. Um, so that that those are those are all things. Those are all things, um, you know, that, that that work against my Buckeyes. However, however, <laughs> uh, even even with 
the absence of Nikki Bosa, um, Ohio State's defensive line is still among the best in the country. Um, they can, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm confident they can slow down a rushing, uh, a Penn State rushing game that, that feels like it's, it's really found its footing. Um, you know, you weren't, weren't sure how they were going to, uh, how they were going to, how that was going to go after, after, uh, you, you lose your all world tailback. Um, and it, in, in the rushing game, especially last weekend, it, it, as you mentioned, it's very solid. Yeah. Um, Ohio State has two tailbacks that we, we but would be welcome on uh, to any team in the country and they're rushing against the Penn State defense. Um, you, you mentioned linebacker, you, what, and there are questions. Yeah. Um, uh, and Ohio State's had a very, very consistent rushing game to go uh, with a with a, a, a solid passing attack. Ah, and then and, and then there's Haskins, and and I think he's the biggest variable here. Um, you look at his experience, like, and this is his his fifth game as a starter. Um, it ain't much. Um, he did, however, come back uh, come into a game at Michigan. In the second half last year, um, didn't have to do a ton of work, but brought Ohio State back from from a touchdown down to win that game. Um, this is a, this is a tougher environment. There, there's absolutely no question. Michigan, um, another another uh, never discussed uh, college football secret. Michigan's home field advantage really isn't that. That's that is that's not a loud stadium. It's not. It is not a, a an environment that 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 frightens opposing teams. Penn State. Penn State is. Um, but Haskins is has Haskins has has faced those those tough those pressure situations. Um, and while I wouldn't expect him to 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 roll up the same kind of numbers that he does uh, against Rutgers against uh, against Tulane, I, I think. He, he, even just a, 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 a good game um, is going to mean uh, he's going to be able to – he's going to have time to throw. He's going to be able to complete passes to what is the best receivers group that Ohio State's had since, uh, since Urban's been coached there. Um, I think it's going to be higher scoring than, than you do. Um, I, I would still probably take the under, but uh, it's going to be close. And I think Ohio State leaves, leaves State College with a win. <sighs> Boys and girls, you can watch the Carla and Crappy show for the duration of the college football season by searching Carla and Crappy on YouTube or Facebook. And if you prefer to have Carla and Crappy in your skull, uh, you'll find the podcast version at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, as well as your favorite social channels. If you like the show, please rate and review. If you don't, Mind your own damn business. <sighs> okay, Whiteout Lady, got any final thoughts? First of all, to everybody listening or watching, follow the hashtag CNC show on Saturday, especially during the Penn State-Ohio State do, game, because do, I do. am guaranteeing at this point, regardless of the outcome of the game, we're going to be jawing at each other, so you don't want to so. miss that. Um, so. Last thing, this is just a heck of a week for college football. Like you said, oh, we yeah. had to pass, we had to pass some games off to AJ because we just flat out didn't have time to talk about them. Um, clear your schedule. Sit on the couch all day. Um, watch college football. Um, a funny aside: yes. another game that's happening this weekend. Yes. That is like completely off of everybody's radar. Mm -hmm. And last year we probably would have talked about it first. Okay. Florida State, Louisville. Who? I'm sorry. Exactly. How sorry. the mighty have fallen. <laughs> um, 
how things can change in a year. So that's why, and that's why we love this game, right? Is that things change that quickly. But I mean, top to bottom, even, I mean, heck, that West Virginia game, West Virginia Tech, it's Texas Tech is at a lot. Oh, watch watch that game. That's going to be like, fun. It's It's great football from kick right after game day, all the way through the end of the night. Even mm -hmm. the Pac-12 after dark games are going to be fantastic because the Oregon game is, is Pac-12 after dark this week. So yep. um, yeah, enjoy the football. It's going to be a great weekend. Enjoy the football, Carla. Cheers. 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 May the best team win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go Big Ten. Uh, guys, uh, thank you very much for watching. We will be back next week with more college football fun. Have a great weekend. Thank you.